From WDBM East Lansing, this is The Undercurrent, a bi-weekly news feature show produced by students at Michigan State University, showcasing our own student stories. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to The Undercurrent. You're listening to Season 14, Episode 7, and I'm your host, Claire Baccarella. Today on The Undercurrent, we will be welcoming a couple of MSU students behind the Combo for a Change initiative. Please join me in welcoming Meath and Michael. Hi guys, thanks for being here. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, thank you. Doing all right. How about yourself? Good, thank you. So first of all, can you guys just share a little bit about yourselves with our listeners? Maybe your year in school and your major? I'm Michael. I'm a freshman. I live in Holden Hall. I'm an environmental engineer, and I went to Girls Point South High School. Um, I meet the guy. Um, I am a freshman as well, uh, majoring in economics and uh, world politics at the moment. I am originally from Chicago, but uh, I've been everywhere my whole life, so in the UK, Dubai, and I'm back in the States. So first of all, tell us, what is Combo for a Change? I think Combo for a Change um, sounds like a charity, a charitable initiative, but um, in my opinion, it's more uh, of a way of life. Um, it kind of is a way on how we can engage a whole community, especially the Michigan State community, and give back to the unfortunate to kind of make it in a sustainable manner where everyone can receive uh, joy in life. Absolutely. So when did you start Combo for a Change? I think Combo for a Change initially started um, back in November, um, where we kind of came up with the idea, because being someone who uh, always, you know, seeks initiative and seeks, like, um, making a change on the community, it kind of just was, like, something I always wanted to do myself. And I think Michael could expand on it, because we started in November and then, uh, Michael kind of like gave the idea on how we could use combos. So, well, when you go to like the combo exchange, like all of our parties and everything on campus, you get the A, B, C item, obviously. And a lot of the times, you see people just not grab a B item if there's not good choices. So, and a lot of the B items are like the non-perishable food items, like cereal, mac and cheese, stuff like that. So we thought if you, you might as well grab it anyway and just donate it to people who actually will eat it. Yeah, absolutely. So many people have ideas to do good in their communities, but don't ever actually take that action. But you guys took that action. So was there a specific catalyst that helped you to decide actually bringing this idea to life? I think more or less, as I said before, it it has always been something um, I personally have wanted to do. And a problem which we see in the world going on right now is, um, you know, we, we... we as a community or we as people, we we tend to get really selfish. Um, you know, of course, we have limited time as students and um, we forget about the broader broader communities and how we can help each other. And I think the biggest catalyst here was how US, not only US, but um, the whole world, but, you know, in particular Michigan, there's a lot of in- inequality here. Um, there are a lot of people who don't have access to food and at times break my breaks my heart because food is something that everyone should have um and that was the biggest thing like how can we as freshmen like just as normal students make 
an impact to this uh to this issue right and with our meal plan we're given like 12 like quote-unquote free combos so it's pretty easy to just go ahead and donate something that is pretty much given to you for free what was the startup process like how did you first begin this and what did you kind of learn from that i think initially um we were quite confused because it was like okay you know michael came up with this idea and um our other co-founder um ryan dodge uh he you know this was this was something that we were kind of discussing about when we go for lunch and everything and um it was it was it was really hard in a way because MSU did have a program which was um you know you can give your food but what was the problem with that was first of all it wasn't advertised that much um i personally didn't know about it as a freshman until um like 2 months ago and not many people knew about it and it was always being done at the end of every semester and the idea with Comfort for a Change was that we want to make it sustainable. We want to keep the donations lively every two, three weeks. So the way we tried approaching it, um, and this was like just two, three months of, um, you know, having meetings during lunch or dinner, it was more on the idea that how can we keep it spontaneous? How can we engage MSU? So that's why we came up with these you know, skits and um, yada, yada, yada on, uh, on, on TikTok and YouTube and all of the platforms. And it kind of like transpired to uh, how can we make it more engaging and how can we make it more fun than just some ordinary charity. So where do you guys actually collect the donations at? So um, we originally started collecting boxes um, outside our dorm rooms. So we had a small little box outside our dorm rooms, but then again, that wasn't really accessible to everyone except the 12, 13 people on our floors. So... We started moving a uh, small box outside the West uh, Wilson Service Center and it, it ran good for a while. You know, we saw a lot of donations and especially with the TikTok pages, we had so many people reaching out to us saying, uh, where can we donate this? I have so many combos. And we had a friend group as well, which helped us, you know, Michael, Ryan, we all have a friend group. So they would donate it to us directly as well. But for people we didn't know, we had a box. But unfortunately, um, We've had about seven boxes outside, seven of them with like at times there've been like about 15 items inside them. And these boxes were thrown away and these items were put inside the MSU food box, which is given by the end of the semester. And it was really hard because at, at, at times, you know, you don't want to take food from another box and keep it back inside. But in a way, it was it was kind of hard for us because we didn't have a safe spot for um uh a, a box really and it was really hard and then until we came um under the um under the impression that okay how about this we just if anyone wants to donate anything they reach out to us i know that's not the best way to do it but um you know as long, our main initiative is like at the end of the day if food reaches to the right people it's all right but um at the moment we don't really have a a, a fixed system but the easiest way we do it is we we try engaging people from um, social media platforms yeah we're still figuring it out because originally we only had just like us and our friends just give us the combos to like get so we're we're making headway now but still we're at the beginning of the whole process yeah so after facing those obstacles with msu has that made it kind of made you take it with any sort of different approach maybe 
Um, have you thought of reaching out to MSU or affiliating your program with them? What does that look like for you? So um, at the moment, we tried um, we tried kind of like reaching out to MSU in terms of like the government of government offices like of Wilson and everything, but we never received a concrete response. Um, our our rays, you know, the resident um, assistants, like they were really helpful in uh, many perspectives. With in terms of MSU, I know it's really contradictory that they have the it's a really similar program. Um, but the idea there is that again, they they do it at the end of semester. Um, they do it, um, you know, every four months. And our thought process with Combo for a Change, and this is something that we kind of came up with with the obstacles, was that um, okay, they donate food items every four months, but what about those like four months? What about those weeks where they don't have food? People shouldn't wait four months for you know, having all of this food. And in a way, the obstacle was kind of a driving force, which made us think more creative. And at the moment, we donate combos every two weeks. So we have about 100 and 200 combos going out every two weeks. And I think Michael could expand on that as well. Well, I mean, if you get 12 combos a week, you're probably going to use like five or six on that hot B item food or whatever. Otherwise, just grab cereal throw it in like your a place to store it at your dorm and then collect it to a combo for a change and like every person every week can get about five ten combos and then that adds up with like if you have 20 people there's 50 or whatever and i think adding to that it's it's more or less like we because people have a of 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 a conundrum that at times you know they they enjoy the combos. I myself enjoy my combos. I mean, a nice combo from Spies is just amazing. But as as I said in the beginning, it's a way of life. And with 12 combos, let's just say we get about 36 items. Um, out of 36, we can always, you know, if if we give, if, if, if each person even donates one of the 36, they still have 35 left with them. So our idea is kind of like, how can we be consistent, sustainable? So... It, as I said, it's a way of life. You donate one combo, you still have 35 left. So could you expand a little bit on the mission of Combo for a Change and also just talking about the importance of giving back to the community and practicing sustainability within what you do? In terms of like giving back to the community, as Michael stated, we've just started, it's been just two, three months since we've actually gone official with it. In terms of expanding this um, for the next semester, because we intend on continuing this, it would be just releasing more social media engagement and spreading the word, which we have done all right at the moment. But again, we want to scale it on a larger level. And in terms of giving back to the community, for now, I know it's just combos. But once we start getting a lot of combos, we might need volunteers. And if you love your combos, you can keep all the 36 items but what people can give is time. So if we can have two or three volunteers that come with us every two weeks and help in you know, picking up the combos, donating them, that would be a way in how we can make it more sustainable as well. And um, in the future, if we go really big, having volunteers who can record videos, who can do um, editing, who can write scripts, that would be um, really, really important. So the crucial part is... You know, I'm, I'm connecting back to this, the way, way of life. It's kind of like how we can make this a fun initiative. All right. So when you're actually carrying out the like day-to-day -day tasks, 
that it takes to run Combo for a Change? What does that look like for you? Where do you take the donations? Just what does that process look like? Walk me through it. Well, for me personally, I have like a bin in my room that I store up to like 20 combos. Um, When we donated them the other day, we kept them in like suitcases and bags and we dumped them out of the place. Um, Yeah, that's about collecting them. When we go to donate them, we just... Our friend has a car, so we go get the car, come back, load up all the stuff, and then go to this place called the Greater Mission of East of Lansing or something. And there's a back door, and we go through there, and we donate all the food. And they're really grateful because, I mean, just meals for people. I think it's 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 quite a simple process, but again, um, as I said. Uh, right now, we we donated about a thousand uh, combos in the last three months, and uh, it was quite hard, even with just having one month of collection. Because, um, you know, we're lucky we have means of transportation. But again, having those big suitcases and getting them out and doing all of that, uh, it was it was it's it's a hard process. But again, with with more people getting involved, it does tend to get easier. And I think next year will be easier. We'll all be living next to each other. So I think the process will go a lot smoother in terms of collecting and distributing them. But like right now, it's kind of hard because we're all across campus and stuff like that. Yeah, so you guys talked about potentially um, getting some volunteers. What are some other ways that you guys have kind of thought about expanding or have you at all? Like maybe going into like the nonprofit sector or forming a club. Have you thought about any of those things? I think for now, like we... As much as we can, we want to try staying out of the nonprofit sector because that's when legal uh, requirements come in, and um, you know we're we're not at that big of a scale yet, unfortunately. And plus, we don't have any lawyers in our friend group. But <laughs> on a, on a realistic note, um, the way we kind of I've tried approaching it, and uh, we have a few clubs who've we've kind of reached out to yet just as a proposal. But instead of creating just a club for Combo for a Change, our main focus on expanding apart from social media platforms which is our main focus at the moment um it would be kind of how we could uh, create partnerships with clubs so we have a sustainability club how can we make this more sustainable in terms of what materials we use as well and other clubs if we can just collaborate with them and part partner with them it would be a really beneficial way for us um i don't know if i framed that right but it would it would be, it would be really helpful um, rather than just starting an own club. Because at the end of the day, it is not something that needs much time. It just needs support, really. So you guys said that you're freshmen, so you've got three more years here after this year. How are you looking to continue Combo for a Change? And even after you guys graduate, like how are you going to leave this legacy? How are you going to continue on? I think, as you, as you, you said it right, legacy. I think this is... Rather than anything, this is a legacy, a le- legacy initiative. Uh, it is more or less um, we want to keep it at MSU, kind of ingrain it at MSU, but not only at Michigan State. We even have ideas of expanding it to different universities as well. Um, Combo for a Change, at the end of the day, can be a student-run program at many universities. Um, we have a few friends at different universities where they can start doing this and. Of course, the technicalities wouldn't be the same, and this is a really long-term picture, but the main way to approach this is um, 
you know, how do we cement this? How do we find people who are right to run it after we leave? And how can we still have a say in this in terms of just looking after everything? So the main idea, connecting back to the expansion as well and ingraining it is uh, just making sure that it stays at MSU if it falls, uh, if falls under the right uh, hands and uh, expanding it to different universities, making it like a, you know, a universal club. Yeah, and expanding it to other universities would be great, but it is pretty hard because yeah. the name Combo for a Change, you know, it's like Michigan State has those combos that you can get. Not every college has those, so the technicalities are a bit difficult, but we'll be working on it. I mean, as, as, as we said again, it's not only about food, it's even about volunteering, and it's something about giving your time, so... We could even have food banks there where, yes, we don't have combos, but like I'm pretty sure at MSU not many people stay on the campus and not many are enrolled inside the dining plan. But if you still go to like free grocery shopping, weekly grocery shopping, if you pick up like a, a nice uh, non-perishable good from Walmart, which costs you probably like three, four dollars. And if people can do that as well, that, that would be really helpful. So can you guys kind of tell me about the moment or the driving factor for Combo for a Change, the first initial conversation that you had with each other and what that looked like? Um, the initial conversation I had with them was, uh, I, so I come in September, Michael and Ryan knew each other and uh, Ryan is my roommate and, uh, you know, Michael was a mutual friend and then somehow we become best friends of each other. But uh Coming from um, a background where I've grown up in Chicago, I've stayed in New Jersey, I've stayed in the UK for a while, I've stayed in Dubai for a while, and I've seen the whole world, and food has always been something that unites people together, and uh, I'm a, <laughs> I follow football, and uh, I support a club back in the UK called Liverpool, and this is something my whole family has always supported. And one thing what we have uh, aligned together is, is a saying from my club, which is, you will never walk alone. And that motive is something I try installing in every part of my life. And that's something I literally go by. And, you know, I, I still remember the day where we were at Case Hall, uh, me, Ryan and Michael just speaking about it. And we're having those scrambled eggs at Case. And I'm like... And I, I was really happy because I, I had scrambled eggs after a long, long time. And I was just talking to Michael. I'm like, dude, just imagine not many people even have the ac- don't even have access to breakfast, don't even have access to the Cheerios they're eating at the moment. And, you know, we, we food is something that comes so easy to us, but not many people have that. And, you know, going back that motive, you'll never walk alone. Uh, that was where we had the conversation. You know, we need to do something. At the moment, we don't have much money. We're not that rich. We will be rich in the future, but not right now. Um, but the only thing we can do is give our time and find um, food. Cause we have access to food. And like you said, yeah, like not everyone has access to it. And when it's when you have as much access as we do, it's kind of easy to overlook like what you have. So being able to understand like what we have and be grateful for it and be able to turn that into something where other people can be grateful for it, I think is really important. Yeah, because, you know, in my whole life and I'm, extremely grateful that my mom and dad have raised me like this but I've never had to ask my mom where my next meal is going to come from and that is something um, I I thought for a long time I took I took uh, as granted because it is really hard not knowing where your next meal is going to come from yeah so finally guys why should students become involved and why is it important I think firstly it's fun 
it's it's something fun you we have a lot of fun on the sets when we record skits mm-hmm. it's fun meeting new people it's fun selecting what combo we're going to choose you know are we going to use the debar pastas are we going to use the some of the kellogg cereals and secondly it's you're giving back you you not you just not helping one person you're helping like a million other people who yeah need it. if really it feels good knowing that you're helping people like when you donate and you know we we all like having fun on the week weekends and you know partying with our friends and all of that but i think when you wake up on a sunday morning and you're like okay today i'm going to go and change lives of people by donating this it's just a different feeling of giving back to the community for sure well thank you so much meath and michael for joining us today good luck with all your future endeavors thank you and that's it for our show Thank you to our station manager, Delaney Rogers, general manager, Jeremy Whiting, and program director, McKenna Louds. See you next time on The Undercurrent. And as always, thank you to you, our listeners. If you are interested in going back and listening to our archive of stories, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org. And of course, if you are interested in our student stories, you can tune back in at 1030 every other Sunday, and we will see you back here. It's Claire Baccarella signing off as your host. You've been listening to The Undercurrent.